you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Dan Hansis alongside Chris Wessling. Hey, Dan. Mark Sessler and the boss, Greg Rosenthal. We're the Around the NFL podcast. Check us out three times a week as we discuss the latest NFL news as it happens. Always, of course, with a touch of mirth. Subscribe at NFL.com slash podcasts iTunes, and Stitcher. Going to the hurry of offense. Yes, hi and hello, football fans, and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, presented as always by McDonald's Hall of Famer fantasy guru Michael Fabiano, handsome Hank, our old pal, here in Studio 66. Fellas, we'll talk at length in a minute here, but it's time for the hurry up, as you just heard. Michael Fabiano, There are some big-name free agents still available out there here in June. Reggie Bush, Arian Foster, great fantasy deeds in their pasts, Mm -hmm. and also in real terms, too. Who is the biggest name, the best name out there that needs to be signed, and by whom? Arian Foster could end up blowing up somebody's value. If he goes to Handsome Hank's beloved Miami Dolphins, for example, and hurts the value of Jay Ajayi, uh, there are some teams out there that still need running back help. Uh, The Colts behind Frank Gore, right? I mean, they've got Josh Ferguson and yeah. uh, Robert Turbin and not much else. Imagine if it was 2012. And I know. The, the Redskins, you've got Matt Jones, and then you've got Keith Marshall. Um, so Foster can come in and potentially make an impact, but I don't know that it would be a positive impact from a fantasy standpoint because it looks like wherever he lands will sort of blossom a committee, and we hate yep. committees in fantasy football. Handsome Hank, before you respond to this question, let me tell everybody, remind everybody, if you're consuming an audio on iTunes, Stitcher, otherwise, we appreciate that. We appreciate the download, the subscription, so on and so forth. But if you want to watch it, the second show we do each week here in the summertime is also ab- available for you, nfl.com slash podcasts, as well as YouTube. So go check it out. And if you do, you will see many, you will see, as well as hearing, many items, including we have a list of all these uh, these big-name free agents oh, yeah. out there. Anquan Bolden's out there, Antonio mm-hmm. Cromartie, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, please. If he goes anywhere except for the Jets, it's ridiculous. Why we, I mean, they, we, uh. Uh, well, you know what I would do? if you. Uh, we also were talking about before the show 
the idea of some teams have signed guys and now they wish they had a mulligan. They wish they could undo the contract. Yep. I bet you that the Broncos wish they could undo the same. <laughs> that was the first team I thought of. And get Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, they, but they had the opportunity back then. I don't we think they thought anything, the money was the same. But though. we haven't seen anything about Sanchez yet that. I mean, maybe they have, but I don't. Well, how do Trevor we Simeons is apparently neck and neck with him. That's all yeah, you that's need to one hear of those about Mark that. Sanchez, guys. That's that's, that's the, the end of the All right, handsome, make your choice. Who do you want? Uh, and where? I tell, you, I tell you who I don't. I want Greg Hardy never to play football again and for <laughs> every team in the NFL to continue okay. to blackball him. That would, that's my dream. I think Roddy White may be finished. Um, why don't we look at uh, Anquan Bolden? I think. I mean, look, that 49ers receiver right now, it's, it, you know, it's Tory Smith. Blaine Gabbert, and, and, uh, and, and you're expecting him to, to get by with Tory Smith and a collection of nobodies. I would say the 49ers to need to bring Anquan Bolden back. Yeah, I like that fit there. Reggie Bush for any team that needs, because what his used to, you know, even at his best, you know, he, it, it always felt a little square peg. He was never going to be a three-down back. Yep. But if you're looking for a guy to throw in there in third-down situations, he could be valuable there. The Patriots don't need him because they have Deion Lewis coming mm-hmm. back. That's where I would look. I would try and see if somebody needs that change of pace. I guy. think, I mean, I, you know. I, How about I, Tennessee? I know they want to go smash. They, out well, they have Dexter McCluster. They have, they, oh, they yeah, have right. a litany of running backs there. Uh, you know, they, the Dolphins who had Reggie Bush before um, – you know, have said that Jay Ajayi didn't look particularly comfortable catching the ball during during minicamp. Sure. And so, you know, maybe that's an option for them to, to bring him back. And then Adam Gase, you know, he is used in exactly the right situation. And Adam Gase has that receiving back as well that he likes. Well, and Jamison Crowder of D.C. says that his team has the best receiving core in the NFL. And I saw Solomon Wilcots on Total Access say that the Pittsburgh Steelers did. I think that's overly optimistic to say that. After Antonio mm. Brown, I don't know about Well, without Martavis, Brian. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, of course. That's uh, yeah, which is the reality. That's what we're talking right. about. Yeah, right. I think if you want a nice number two, a consistent guy, Anquan Bolden, fits that bill. Mm-hmm. You have the game breaker in Antonio Brown. That's another good fit. Sterling Shepard, from everything that you hear about him, uh, it's, it sounds like he might be really good. Next up, Handsome Hank. I'm going to let you start because okay. the Hall of Famer deserves no advantage here when we're talking <laughs> fantasy football. And by the way, we will tell you uh, some fantasy tips for the Game of Thrones finale coming up oh, yeah. here. We have something with one of our very favorites. His name is just on the board there. A.J. Hawk talking about... A more important item than pro football. He's talking about chili and uh, what defines quality I see there. on the rundown it's called a walk and talk with A.J. Hawk. Why wouldn't you call it a walk and hawk? Well, because I like that it rhymes now three times. Walk, talk, hawk. Yeah, I hadn't noticed that. I was charmed by that. Yep. Also, we're going to play uh, everybody's favorite game, Dead or Alive. Who knows? Maybe there will be a surprise game show in there for you. Meantime, though, Handsome Hank, let's start it off here. Let's do a little <coughs> fantasy drafting. We're not doing five rounds. I just want to hear who the who you have as your um, as your picks here. That's what they wrote down. The producers behind the glass um, have written down a five round fantasy draft. We'd be here all no, day. Look, I mean, up. I'd be that's down for it, up. but uh, I'd be down for it too. But this is neither <laughs> the time nor the place, place Fabiano. Right. Handsome Hank, who is your number one quarterback? My number one quarterback um, in fantasy, of course. Don't say yes. Ryan Tannehill. It's not. It's definitely not Ryan Tannehill. Okay. I can tell you that much. I. I mean, it's hard to look past Aaron Rodgers with Jordy Nelson back healthy. Okay, your number one running back. Uh, I'll go with Todd Gurley. And your number one receiver. Antonio Brown. We know Gronk is going to be. Yeah, I mean that's no my, brainer. My my, my okay. first round. 
My first round advice, and it, it feels ridiculous saying this with a Hall of Famer and a presence and, and a guy who, you know, has hosted fantasy or been a part of a fantasy show. So I'm almost ashamed and humbled to be um, to be saying this. But I always think, like, let, get the get the biggest difference between the best guy at the position and the next best guy. And if you're not picking first overall or, you know, let's say the top three picks, I think Gronk is a great pick in the first. You're round. so right. No one does care about your fantasy. <laughs> no, I kid. I kid. Uh, Fabiano, go. Best quarterback. Best quarterback, Cam Newton. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a close Ooh. second. I do think that Cam regresses a little bit. I mean, he had 389 fantasy yeah. points. That's not going to happen And he ran again. around a lot. Kelvin he Benjamin, did. though, did. people will be optimistic about greater passing right. numbers with a better I would project him to score probably 50 or 60 fewer points, but that's still pretty good. Okay. Uh, at running back, Le'Veon Bell. Now, we have to keep tabs on that knee, make sure that he's fine going into training camp or at least uh, into the preseason, getting regular for, for the start of the regular season. If he's 100%, he's my guy, and, and, and Gurley would be number two. And at wide receiver, Antonio Brown, if I said anyone else, I'd look foolish. Uh, clearly, the best wide receiver in fantasy football, and he's going to be the number one overall pick in a lot of drafts. You watch. The tides have turned from running backs to wide receivers, and people aren't going to be as quick to pick a running back because that's sort of what people have done in the past because you've got so many good wide receivers at the top with Antonio Brown and OBJ and Julio Jones and Nuke Hopkins. So there's a little bit of a changing of the guard there in the first round. Oh, it seems like this is an entire generational shift all of a sudden. Now you go wide receiver before running back in fantasy. Well, uh, my first two picks would be Bell and then Gurley, and then I'd go with Antonio Brown. And then you're looking at OBJ, Julio Jones, then maybe Peterson, and then Hopkins. Uh, and I would say Gronkowski is going to be in that mix as well, along with Ezekiel Elliott, who is one of my favorites already, and David Johnson. Why do you, you say, it in say that it voice? That. Because I'm a Cowboys fan and I love fantasy football. I'm a Dolphins fan. I don't. I don't. Say I, well, Jerry, but, but you've already got the accent and everything. I, you know, I've got a sort Lord of Cameron. That, that's what I'm talking Definitely about. Say that. That's how. That's how you're going to say Ezekiel right. Elliott's name okay. this All season. Right. He's going to be that good. All right, I will. Uh, I'll go off uh, off script here or uh, off chalk. And I will say that, in fact, Antonio Brown will not be number one. Odell Beckham is in store. Wow, they're going to take away your Steelers fan card, pal. Don't yeah, you think, though, that with Martavis Bryant not there, that gives you know, Antonio Brown's going to get targeted even more? Well, I mean, people use these arguments, whichever one suits them, it seems, that, like, well, now you have a legitimate number two there who will take away double coverage sometimes right. and take away some of that attention. And then, on the other hand, sometimes you see but, that their only option is the guy who gets targeted repeatedly. Right. But his, uh, when you're at his level, when you're at the Antonio Brown or the Odell Beckham level, then you, you're you going to get doubled any – I mean, like, it doesn't matter who the number no two question. is. No question, yes. But I do think Antonio Brown, I mean, he is in the midst of this three-year run that we say that Mm -hmm. that really stacks up with anybody, and I will invoke the name Jerry Rice, and Marvin Harrison had uh, had one of those windows too. But he's due to come down just a little bit already. It's crazy. Uh, And Odell Beckham should only go up, and he's right there all the time anyway. In his first two NFL seasons, this guy has scored the second most fantasy points at wide receiver, and number one was Randy Moss. And... OBJ missed five games in his first two years. Remember the suspension and the injuries. Uh, so I, I really think that you're looking at a situation where he, he's going to be maybe a little bit closer to a second to Brown than a lot of people think. He, he's an exceptional player. 
Yes. Next up, I will go Zeke Elliott as my number one running back. I think he's going to dominate this year behind that offensive line. And lastly, I will go with as my quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, because I tout him all the time, and that's my responsibility. And I will do so again mm-hmm. on Thursday night's Total Access. We'll also tweet it out for you. Follow along at Damashek if you wish. Emma VP with another gangbuster segment coming at you about Aaron Rodgers and how he might fare were he to face the arch-rival Chicago Bears circa 1985, the 46th defense. Who would win that matchup? We'll talk about that one, or you will see it uh, on Total Access and beyond. Lastly, in the alleged hurry-up, which we've long right. since. <laughs> this hurry-up, this is like by. a two-minute offense that, that doesn't get anywhere near the end zone. Yes, the start of the show, I, I thought – you know, a couple months ago, it'd be fun to get into hurry up because, like, then we hit some subjects real quick before we start. Meandering. You know, before, you know, sometimes Dave gets off the yeah. subject and, like, it, it takes him a while to get back to that, the subject. Uh, that never happens. One, I, well, it does. Once. Delay a game. <laughs> I don't need delay a game, but th- yeah, this is more maybe I'm going back to my Pittsburgh roots and I'm going three yards in a cloud of dust. I'm, a, I'm sitting on the ball. I'm taking the air out of the ball like Jerome Bettis and just grinding you in the second half, making I think you frustrated. It, I think of the DDFP like a river like a beautiful river. It starts with rapids and white water and hurry up, and then it meanders into the sea, and, and you know, there's <laughs> a lovely fish and poop it. everywhere. Well, speaking of uh, of those two, <laughs> those last two items <laughs> you mentioned, that what you might cite them here. Fabiano, though, I start with you. Mm-hmm. In the Shecky Spotlight today, the worst food to eat after brushing your teeth, this, of course, uh, you, uh, you appear, uh, you hear this on December 31st when the Shecky Awards are handed mm-hmm. out annually. But, you know, we're midway through the year, and we figured let's start checking in on where all these categories are. Fruit, by the way, side note, I had a delicious piece of watermelon the other that's, day. I had a delicious right peach. That's, that's right where I was going was any fruit. Uh, well, it's, yeah. it's more specific. Any fruit. Uh, actually. You don't want it an after, right after you brush an your teeth. An orange. An orange. That's the correct. It's the only answer. Orange juice. Is it takes ter- it tastes terrible afterwards, and then one of my favorite things to have at breakfast time is a piece of toast buttered with marmalade, orange marmalade on it. Does not work well. But I'll, I'll tell you, it's not when you say that's the only answer. I disagree, of course, because there's something when you know, when there are certain kinds of foods that you know uh, potentially are going to give you food poisoning already by themselves, like any fish, <laughs> right? Fish, you know that, no, and then when it gives you a sickening taste, it doubles. The I don't need possibility. Seafood, that so never wait, happens. What, what, what are we saying? That, salmon. But that's how about salmon sushi? That would be that, that's the worst, right? Imagine you brush your teeth, then have to eat a piece of raw salmon. But, but also, probably, I mean, there really not, isn't anything. How about an oyster? After Ugh. I mean, any but nothing tastes great after brushing your teeth. No, I know, but they're degree salmon. But how many that's times why I'm here? How many times are you eating out. salmon or oysters after you yeah. brush your teeth? I'm I'm very hygienic. Start the right? show. Yes, hi and hello, football fans, and once again, welcome to the DDFP, presented as always by McDonald's. Go get you some of that all-day breakfast. Enjoy it. Put it in your belly. As a matter of fact, I'm super hungry. I wish I had one mm. now, but I don't have time. To stop and lament that fact. You know what? You know how much I like an Egg McMuffin Handsome Hank? I like it so much, I would eat it right after I brush my teeth. Would you? Yeah, that's right. That's good. You really would, huh? Any greater compliment than that? I don't no, think no. so. All right. Like I mentioned, uh, we have stuff to get to here. We want to talk about the Baltimore Ravens. Starting a new feature, we may as well do this now. We could do this pretty much every show until the season starts almost, which is let's go through every NFL team and try and evaluate with their schedule what their, ske- their record is going to end up being mm. in 2016. That's Today's fun. team, 
the Baltimore Ravens. You a mentioned lot of, that, yeah. A lot of noise about uh, about Joe Flacco, the state of his health, the return of Terrell Suggs. Steve Smith. Steve Elvis Smith. Dumaville, they say that they're going to be the number one sack duo. I heard that. Well. It's funny that their Achilles is, in fact, the Achilles. That's funny when that happened. <laughs> yes. Or at least in 2015, the Baltimore Ravens Achilles, Achilles heel was, the Achilles. was their Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Something to think about. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to talk to A.J. Hawk, um, and we'll see what else uh, comes up here. In the meantime, want to follow up on something that we started early in the week. Dan Hanzoos joined the program, and uh, who else was in? With Patrick him? Claiborne. And Claiborne. I listened Claiborne. to him on an airplane yesterday, David. It was Did a you? tremendous listen. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And Claiborne, of course, has now been uh, – he's uh, wearing a new hat he is now the hot take yeah. ombudsman <laughs> along with Chris Wessling of Around the NFL. What they like to do is all the hot takers out there in the world now, this is, uh, you know, the sports world's ubiquitous mm-hmm. with these guys. And now these guys, that's what role they've put on themselves, I've noticed, over the last uh, several months or years that they like to evaluate hot takes and diminish right. those. And so uh, so in an ongoing way, we'll keep an eye on the work of Claybon and Wesley. Claybon's always on that Twitter. Oh, he always oh, is on the Twitter. Follow oh, yeah. him. But I asked them this important question off of Father's Day. Who's the best TV slash movie slash animated dad you've ever seen? And before I get into a couple of responses from the Czech Republic, Handsome Hank, where do you come down here? Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> no, you can't go. No. No, well, we Why had not? a little bit of a you moral debate about do that. that. Well, he, well it's a moral conundrum. I can separate him as a, as a, um, right. as a no. fictional father. He, he was America's dad, his... and now what is he? Well, he's Heath Cliff Huxtable is, for all we know, <laughs> no. still living in in uh, that uh, that that right. three flat in Brooklyn. How no, do you know? Okay, no. if we're not up for that, I hit one of uh, one of my fa- well, Coach Eric Taylor. I I believe to be oh, hands um, his vote. I mean, he's uh, he's everything I want uh, in a man, in a father. <laughs> um, and I also like Philip Banks. Who's Philip Banks? Will Smith's, oh, Uncle uh, Phil. Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. Nice. Fabiano, I'll say you. I, Al Bundy. Come on, it's got to be Al Bundy. Oh. He's like the worst father in the world, but he was hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. I don't know. It was just so good. Fabiano. I love it. Married with Children was hilarious. It's I funny. love that show. People. Hey, they had anthrax on that show. There are a lot right? of people with reputable comedy opinions that will say that Married Come on, with Children you didn't was like funny. It? That's what, no, I wasn't into that show. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Herman Munster. Herman That's a good Munster, one. I heard from a lot. What of about people Mr. Up. Cunningham from Happy Days? I brought him up. Right. Jason Seaver from Growing Pains. A lot of people hit me up about uh, about this subject and were upset that I didn't mention Herman Munster. I'm going to stick with Mr. Incredible. What do I want? Uh, a father, a father who can beat anybody up if right. uh, if they cross me. Hey, old man, that boy was mean to me. Like I'll take care of him. <laughs> I'm going to throw him to superhero. I'm going to throw him to New Jersey yeah. from here. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's take a look at some of the responses we got here. And Jay Eifold says, uh, Dan Connor from Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Hanzoos, I know, responded to this one because I was attached to it as well, that he wasn't in charge of his own house there. And he, yeah. had, and he also had financial difficulties. He didn't wear the pants. Yeah, He's been exactly. emasculated by Roseanne. Yeah. Didn't right. he have an affair at some point during that show? Is that right? I don't know. I, I do believe that happened. Closely. Then Jason Zumwalt, <laughs> uh, the, great, uh, the great comedy writer, weighs in with a, uh, a very serious one, Walter White. You know, you can say that that's a bad call. You can say that's just a joke. 
but you know, he left them pretty well off, right? Isn't that the role? Everything of- he did was for yeah, his family. I mean, the relationships kind of deteriorated over, mm-hmm. the, over the, the few years. True, but then again, we debate. I threw out as a good one Ned Stark, and then I realized from Game of Thrones. But then I realized, well, he's a bad father because he chose principle. And he lost his head in, in, instead of presence. And that's right. what you need. You need to be present for mm-hmm. your children. Yep. That's what you need more than money or anything else. Yes. Oh, well, but I die with my integrity. And now he has those children running amok all over the seven kingdoms. Half well, of them are dead. A few of them are doing all right. Yeah, and the other half are dead. Yeah. Jamie Lannis. That's what happens. <laughs> he is a good dad. Hey, um, and then I got a tweet uh, while we're into tweets here. Um, I'm not familiar with the the band. Uh, I, I know the band Biohazard is like a hardcore band, but right. I'm not familiar with their music as far as I know. Evan Seinfeld, though, who has since uh, starred in, uh, in many porno movies and is uh, heavily tatted up, he took time from his busy schedule to weigh in and, uh, and tweet at NFL Total Access, which I appeared on. Um, earlier in the week, he said, my guilty pleasure is that I watch NFL Total Access every day for about eight years, which is grammatically incorrect because you can't watch. They're only 24 hours in a right. day. You don't uh, to watch it for eight years would defy the law. Maybe he so. found it difficult to understand and had to keep going back to watch it. I see. Oh, so he watches He'll it every watch day. It he, like, well, wait, the same I don't really understand. Eight years. Lindsay long. Rhodes is it's very complex what she's going through. Right. I'm going to watch it again. Hmm. But for eight years, because yes. you feel like then the opinions shared there would be pretty dated. Because eight years ago, it was 2008. Difficult and to understand. That's more reason why they're difficult to understand. Hmm. Yeah, maybe you're right about that. Yeah, like a lot of heavy debates about yeah. uh, about whether or not uh, Charles Haley should be yeah. in the Hall of Fame one right. day and stuff. Will like Colin that. Kaepernick make it as a starter? Yeah, stuff like that. But anyway, so so he uh, doesn't. So he says, uh, please, no more Damashek. Stop fancying yourself, then hashtag not funny, and then ug. Mm. How say you, handsome man? <laughs> what about what about what? I don't not know. You, Go through being... it. Like I'll it, tell you what. I mean, I, I actually... think it's funny that he's a, that he's a headbanging porn star who's tatted from head to toe, and yet he works in the uh, the decidedly British. Stop fancying yourself. Yeah, that is strange. Uh, that that definitely caught my eye. I I mean, look, I and I guess. Everyone's allowed their own opinion. So sure. if he wants you to stop fancying yourself, um, then then maybe. But where do I go when a tatted up old uh, porn star has declared with a hashtag, which really uh, right. makes it official then? Yeah. That I'm not funny, you know, and because I like to like, I you know, sometimes I like to crack wise. Right. But now that. Uh, that this guy who used to be in a band that was relevant in the 80s. And his I don't know how relevant. I still think. I don't know how relevant they were. But no, I don't know about that, but I mean more so than they are now. But he's tatted from head to toe, and he has appeared in many pornos. I don't want to lose the tatted porno demo. Right. On one hand, but then on the and I know I know Roger doesn't either. But then on the but then on the other hand. He does make a point that I'm not funny with a hashtag. Did you? And so I don't know. I, I don't know which way to go from here. Did you consider um, re- responding and saying I'm shocked to hear from you? I thought you died of an overdose ten years ago. No, I didn't. Wow. I didn't. I didn't do That's that. Harsh. Have we heard back from Evan? Because then I tweeted to him. Oh, you did tweet. To him. Well, I tweeted back to him because I did have the occasion to meet him once or twice um, about a decade ago. But don't tell me you were on the set of some porno. 
No, no. Okay. This, this was uh, 2006 when I was on the Adam Carolla radio show, and he okay. came in with his ex-wife who was also or may or may not still be a porno star. I'm not sure. But they came in, and he was very serious about himself and the important work he was doing 10 years ago, and which was – in turn, 20 years after his band was relevant, but he was still very serious right. and and uh, and vital in his own mind, at least with all of his tats and stuff, because he was in the midst of doing porno work, you know. And uh, hey, so I tweeted back to him because I know that's what's important to him. I tweeted back to him, "Hey, looking good, Evan," you know. And then he tweeted back to that. What did it, he t- read? That. So he got so back he got, and he said. He said he didn't, he's clearly confused. He said, I was trying to ask Damashek to please limit his hashtag shtick on total access. See, another hashtag. He, you he know? loves hashtags. Right. And he told me I look good. Hashtag confused. So, I mean, like. I think maybe just hashtag ignore him. I think with people like that, don't even give them the oxygen. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're right. But what about the last four minutes we just spent talking? Well, that's what I mean. I, I want to, like, you know me. I'm, I'm somebody, I'm a man of the people. And when the people speak, I want to respond. And if one of these people who is tatted and a porn star and uh, used to be in a semi-relevant band 30 years ago tells me that I'm not funny, I, you know, I have to respond in some way. So maybe no more wisecracks. I'm sorry, fellas. All right. Well. Okay? So I'm going to have to play. Listen, if I responded to everybody who sent me tweets yeah, and told I mean, me I had no idea what I was talking about in fantasy football, I'd spend the whole day. Right, I mean, you already yeah, spent doing all day with people that in the, just saying that in the office. Exactly, exactly. Are those so guys tatted? Are those people tatted up? They very well might be. I, well, I don't know about the pornos, but I don't really look at their avatars. So I couldn't care less. Hashtag not funny would be a, would be a good tag. We love you here, Damashek. Don't worry about that guy. Don't worry, Dave. I'm going to try to move on, and let's do so now. On the record, the debut of our new segment here. What was that? That was a record scratch? Oh, I thought you might be playing some Biohazard for it. <laughs> That's Here we after go. The show. On the record, the debut of the new segment. First team up. We're going to go through it with their schedule upcoming here. The 2016 schedule for the Baltimore Ravens. Let's get into it. Let's hash through this and go game by game here. Of course, the storylines coming into this season. Buck Allen had a nice rookie season, which I predicted very quietly, Fabiano. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, so, his so yards quiet, I didn't actually average say wasn't it. very good. I know, but, but I was so quiet about it, I didn't actually say it. Okay. But I thought, I, I wouldn't I thought he's going to be good coming out of USC. I actually did think he Wait might a minute. be a nice That was player. your first mistake. An offensive skill position player who comes out of USC is typically not good. No, he's a, he's a, I, I disagree, actually. I think he's a nice uh, banger there for him. Uh, but the question Kenneth is for Dixon, them, buddy. They're both long in the tooth. But the, and also callow at wide receiver, but the injuries are the, the injury are the, to Brashad Perriman. I mean, that's a killer. Yeah, I mean they be, they spent. It could have been worse though. I mean, they they were initially talking about it being uh, a torn ACL. Yeah, here's, here's the thing: when when that happens at this time of year, and then you hear actually everything's fine. Oh, uh, not yeah. going to be fine. It's not going to. Luckily, he might, he, if he plays four games this year, I'd be surprised. Luckily, well, they did add Mike Wallace in the off season, but they also have to. Be concerned okay. about so, Steve Smith. So have teams for the last three years, and that didn't happen. Uh, well, I mean, in Pittsburgh, he was a right. heck of a wide receiver. So. Well, but that is, well, the one thing Joe Flacco does best, of course, is throw that deep ball. Sure. Yep. And so that uh, that Certainly better too. than the last two quarterbacks. You would think that's good news for Mike Wallace and for Flacco. They have 
questions at tight end may be answered by Ben Watson, who's getting up there, but did have well, a great year. Dennis Pitta is still in the mix there. Yep. I know, but we don't know what he's Right. They also have Max Williams. Be. They have Crockett, Crockett Gilmore. Crockett Gilmore we don't know about. Right. And, of course, mm-hmm. Max Williams. Uh, yep. so, so at least they're rich at the tight end position. We can right. say that. Some questions now on the offensive line, yep. always a, something that they could rely upon. And on the other side of the line of scrimmage, Suggs trying to come back from the uh, from the Achilles. All right, so let's get into it here and uh, and hash through this schedule and starting off with the Buffalo Bills in the Charm City, not an easy one, and Rex and Rob Ryan rolling back into town where they made a little bit of hay. Handsome, I start with you. A win or a loss here? That's just, I mean, the start of the season is always a crapshoot as far as trying to predict these things, but I'm gonna, I'll give it to the Ravens for this one. Fabs? I'm going loss. You know, going loss. I think the Bills. Re- I, I obviously this is true for Flacco and Harbaugh and everybody else, but I think the that Rob Ryan, Rex Ryan really they need to get off to a good start here. That thing could get sideways. And where 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 did Tyrod Taylor start his career? He may have a uh, little bit of motivation to play well against Baltimore. Good point, Fabs. That is a good point. Well, it, you you make it sound like wow, <laughs> Fabiano came up with a good point. No, but he didn't. I, he didn't I, use I he didn't use the adverb actually. Yeah. If you use actually, that's but, really but, but but the tone that the, was actually a good point. The Fabiano. actual the hey, the actually, actually was made a good point was in there. Thanks, Hank. I'm going to sit quietly now. I'm with no, Fabiano. No. I'm going to go win. So they're I okay. mean uh, with uh, with uh, Fabiano loss. So I say they're zero and one. Then they travel to Cleveland. Fabs. I mean, I mean, okay, you got to give them a I'm win in Cleveland, win. right? Okay, so now we have them officially at one and one. Then they travel down to Jacksonville. Everybody's they very excited about this team. Where they lose? Mm, well, uh, I, I'll get. I'll give them a win in Jacksonville. I will not. I'm going to go with handsome here. That gets them to two and one. Then they host the Oakland Raiders, another team people are very excited about. Yeah, but the Raiders don't – I mean, the one thing they they still haven't overcome necessarily, and they're kind of a young team still, is is traveling across the country. Yeah. They're 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 not they they're pretty good bet whenever they're on on the road and having to travel a long way they're a pretty good bet to lose the Jaguars by the way to go back people are very excited about the Raiders I think people were kind of excited about what the Raiders might do in 2015 we saw them make great strides mm-hmm. but I think this is their breakout year yep. I think Blake Bortles needs one more year yeah yeah to do it even though I mean if you really go through I know we get swept up in free agency when it's happening and then the draft that they had rounds one and two they get uh, some nice defensive uh, some potentially great defensive pieces there but just look at the free agents they added defensively too they're so loaded Mm -hmm. and yet it's a year too soon and I'm just this is based on no specific analysis of the Jaguars but on that trend that when a team goes out and adds all these pieces and football America gets super excited about them it's always premature by well, yeah I remember the the Philadelphia Eagles did that a few seasons ago it did didn't that work out, out too well I can't remember mm-hmm. so um, yes but I take but, them to two and two yeah. yes handsome Go no on. no no let's carry on with the with the schedule then they host the Beltway Bowl, and by the way, this is another one of my things. Why can't we have all the teams from that are in uh, close proximity regionally? Why can't they play each other once a year? Why can't the uh, why because can't, of the NFL schedule? But yeah, Karen. Mm-hmm. No, well, so what? So we so we so we have to modify it. That's it. Why can't DC and Baltimore meet every year? Why can't Philly and Pittsburgh play every year? Why can't Miami and Tampa play every year? Because I mean, are they Dallas really, and Houston. I, I get it, but are they really rivalries? We would make them that. You see, college football; those rivalries happen pretty, uh, pretty easily, don't they? That Jacksonville-Tampa Bay rivalry would be yeah. one heck of a barn Woo-wee. burner. 
All right, let's talk about it. D.C. in Baltimore, the Beltway Series. I'm going Baltimore because I've got a root against Washington as a uh, beloved as a Dallas know, Cowboys. I, you fan. know, that's another fascinating team. But go ahead, mm-hmm. Hanson. Mm. I Kirk don't Cousins know. I think um, uh, let's <laughs> let's say that the Ravens win because it's a home game, even though it's they they they're so close to each other. It is hard to imagine, and keep in mind, Josh Norman's there in D.C. now, so he can help take away one of those limited pass catches. That's going to be. Whereas DC's receiving you, core is good, yeah. and the question is in part. Oh, and also, uh, yeah, go ahead. I really want to see Eric Weddle's back there now. Remember some know. of the wide receivers, the big name guys. You know, Odell Beckham Jr. Obviously, mm-hmm. New Hopkins were questioning whether or not Norman was as good of a shutdown yep. corner, uh, and maybe he was a guy who was a was a product of the defense. That is going to be one of the most interesting storylines for me, both in reality and Definitely. fantasy, because. When you see Josh Norman, you're, oh boy, I don't know if I want to start the number one wide receiver on the opposing team. Let's see if that trend continues with the Redskins. Now, the Redskins, maybe more than any other team in the history of the National Football League, at least the, the recent history, boy, their free agent signings have not been, typically look, not look gone well. National Dude. Football League. He's not even going NFL. Yeah. That's when you know Fabs is serious. Yeah. He's <laughs> full National Football League. I'm going to make my prediction here. Okay. Josh Norman underwhelms. Yes. In uh, in twenty, I think I, I, he's going to be agree. asking to travel agree. to travel with that number one receiver. I'm not sure he's going to. And I'm going to go against Jay division. Gruden here. I don't buy Jay Gruden. Still, I'm impressed by the championship or the division crown last year. Three and two for the Ravens as they head again to play uh, to play. Well, back to back, they play in New Jersey. That's an interesting. Let's say they split that, that starting off games. with the Giants hmm. and then they play the Jets. I say they lose to the Giants. I think that offense is going to be gangbusters. Yep. I think NFL. AFC East football, by the way, is just going to be lighting up the scoreboard like the AFC West circa 1968 or something like that. I th- these teams are all low. I mean, yeah. offensively loaded, yeah. except for the Eagles, who right. who do have some. Another interesting uh, scenario here: the the Giants. I mean, against quarterbacks, against wide receivers, they were getting lit up, and they added so many pieces to their defense during the offseason. It's going to be interesting to see if the G-men are significantly better than they were last year. You would think they'd have to be at least somewhat better right. after all the money they spent on defense uh, during the offseason. But, I mean, you're exactly right. Those offenses not only put up a lot of points on the field, but they also put up a lot of fantasy points. Ravens, uh, I mean, the Jets still don't have a quarterback as we sit here, or uh, a good one at least that we're aware of. So they're 3-3 three and three are the Ravens as they travel back there. What do we say here? I think they win that one. I think they win one of the games okay. in New York. So mm, I would agree. Three. I would agree. Four and three, then they get Going the bye. Four and three. I'm, I'm going to predict they won't win in week eight. Well, they yeah. they host the Pittsburgh Steelers. Flacco tends to beat the Steelers in Heinz Field um, over the last several years. It, it's unfortunately true for Steeler fans. The Steelers have fared reasonably well in Baltimore for their part. Coming off the bye, they'll be nice and rested up. Thank goodness at least the Steelers and Ravens aren't playing until, you know, the second half of yes. the season. I hate when they play early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not right. Mm. It should be at least chilly out. Um, what do we think? You're going to say loss, handsome Hank? I'm saying loss to the Steelers. Oh, boy. They're my Super Bowl Steelers. Really? Know, but, yeah, but look at you. You're, you're always the guy who's – I mean, I'll stay it's, out fine, it. it's fine in season for you to be like, oh, no, I don't like it for the Steelers this week. But but three months out, you can't be that good. And I feel like you were so nice to invite me onto the show. How can I right. pick against the Steelers? That's I how I feel as that's, well. That's decorum yeah. every Come on. Thursday night football. The Ravens host the Browns. We're going to yep. give them a win there. Yep. 
five and four. Oh, gets here, you. here it comes. I can't. I love you, Dave, but not enough Ravens to pick against my Dallas at the Dallas they Cowboys. Lose, they lose in Dallas. Yep, yep, they're five and five now. Season they, isn't going good unless they make a late season push here. They lose to the Bengals. They host the Bengals, and they're going to lose that yep. one. Those games are always ugly. There's the going to be a and split there. Play, it seems like they that those well, games are the colors, the colors do not look good together. That's well, one of the reasons. I disagree. I don't. Right I think they kind of don't look too bad. That purple and orange. No. No. Okay. What you're saying, loss there. What yep. do you say, Fab? Yeah, I say there's going to be a split. We're going to so. say split. So the season ends in Cincy. So right. let's get let's uh, add that one there. That gets them to six and six. Mm-hmm. They host the Miami Dolphins. The undefeated Miami Dolphins. This looks <laughs> good. This is a surprisingly attractive matchup. matchup. That mm-hmm. That aqua slash aqua yep. versus the purple looks kind of nice. It's not teal? Is it teal? It's not teal. It's aqua? Teal. Okay. Aqua. 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 Say it the way he said aqua. Please, um, they, I mean, the Dolphins, are, uh, they're, at this point, they're 12-0, and 0, so they just keep, they <laughs> just roll straight on Make some the... sense, Fabiano. Uh, home game against Miami. I'm going Baltimore. I don't know. About the Dolphins this year, I don't, I can't make any sense. We'll have to see Adam Gase as. Yeah, the I mean these are both teams. You know, there's some teams I can make sense of. Yeah, the Dolphins and the Ravens are pretty tough. Six and seven, they go to New England let's, for let's a Monday that night game. Good night there. Well, I mean, listen, six Baltimore's got a pretty good, you know, trend going against New England. I don't, I don't know that that's a, a lock. He's not wrong. I would still pick the Patriots, but. But that was a different. I wouldn't that be was shocked. a different Ravens team. This Ravens team is maybe in need of a little bit of an overhaul. Mm. Is uh, which one is the Ravens. Ravens team? Maybe in need of a little bit of an overhaul that by the end it. of the year. If we've got them to six and eight now, then they're going to lose. They, let's say they beat the Eagles to get to seven and eight, and then they finish. Okay. Um, and then they finish play. by losing both to the Steelers and Bengals. Wait a second! I don't think that's this is the first I'm realizing this Christmas Day. What a gift from the football yeah. gods! Mm-hmm. That's the one. That's the one game is on Christmas Day. I might have to I think, make is a trip. Is it one or is it two? This might require a trip. Damashek. Wait a the minute. Banks of the Three Rivers to celebrate with Santa. Well, that sounds at, like at, a great idea. At that point, you, you'll have four children. For Christmas Day, Dad's got to be home for Christmas. You know what? You're right. Yeah. Trim ca- trip can maybe but I'm gonna more watch than it. four by then, Fabs. That's, that's still, <laughs> well, that's still this guy. I that's mean, still geez. six months away. So are we, if we're giving them a loss, we now have the Ravens, and I want it for the record. You heard those picks there, Ravens fans. This wasn't Damashek trying to undo any optimism you might have. This is a collective effort, and we have the Baltimore Ravens. That's seven and nine. A drum roll. Well, he just said it, but sorry, have it seven and nine. Which seems about seven, right to me. Seven and nine. That Baltimore seems about Ravens. right. So that's an uh, that's an opportunity then for Cincinnati and Pittsburgh because if the Ravens come back, then that presumably is going to knock down those two teams that were battling mm-hmm. for the division crown mm-hmm. a year ago if seven and nine does come to pass. All right. Next up, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do dead or alive. But first, before we do that, I guess we are gonna do. A visit with our pal, or I guess we're just talking about the Cincinnati Bengals, who uh, a guy who played for his beloved Cincinnati Bengals, one of uh, the state of Ohio's great legends, uh, played at Ohio State and finished up uh, with those Bengals in 2015. A.J. Hawk and I took a walk and we talked about Chile. All right, now we're in uh, Lambeau, where you told me once that uh, in an especially cold January playoff game, at halftime, you and some of your teammates put your helmets into the sauna to warm it up, and yeah. then you drank chicken soup on I the sauna. I invented that sauna. Helmet Is that sauna. true? Yeah, because then I see these young guys like, what are you doing, man? I'm like, put my helmet in the sauna. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? I'm thaw- de-thawing it during halftime. 
and you drink chicken soup. I like, don't personally, but they, but they have give it, there. it to they you. They have it there, yes. That seems very uh, if, like. If you see like a guy holding it and, it's, and you see the steam coming up, it's it's a little chicken broth. Chicken broth, not soup. They're not chewing on noodles and chicken. Do they give the soup to the road team? Probably not. Actually, I like that move. that's a cool move. I think you might have to. You know how the NFL is crazy. However many, you know what the heaters in the sidelines? If this sideline has three heaters, their sideline has to have three. If one goes down, you got to shut one down. On Isn't side. it weird to think? Yeah, that that uh, yeah they should. But to be I like, fair, okay. I like the move of of no chicken soup for you. Soup and salad is not a meal either, by the way. You don't think so? Eh? No, my wife thinks that. It's not a meal. Do you think that chili is a soup? No. Come no, on. it's its own thing. And, and I know where you're going with this. Skyline's great, so watch your mouth. Wow, I don't understand. So, you know, every region, every city has its thing. You mentioned Permanthes in Pittsburgh. Seattle, you always see the guys throwing the fish at Pike Market yep. to go get some fresh salmon. When they do it in the, the two worst, Cincinnati has watery chili, Skyline chili. It's the worst. They yes. put it over noodles. Don't bother. Don't even bother. They put it on hot dogs and... Coney, they're called cheese conies. Fine, them. everybody has chili. So this idea that Cincinnati has has cornered well, the market on chili, and it's not listen, even good chili. The other bad one is St. Louis has uh, toasted ravioli. I've never even heard of that. Don't bother with that either. Would you, in a two-course meal, would it be acceptable to get soup and chili? Oh, 100%. You could do both. Yeah, I was just... Which comes first? Soup or chili? Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter. Whatever she brings first. Whatever the no, waiter no, or waitress no. brings. But I mean, like, which is the meal and which oh. is the appetizer? Well, I'm gonna ha- if it's that way, I'm going to have to have two bowls of soup and two bowls of chili. So I'd go soup, chili, soup, chili. Soup, chili, soup, chili. Yeah. And, it, like, I'm not scared to order two bowls of soup. So I went to dinner the other night with a group of people. And Mike Nugent, the kicker for the Bengals, I grew up, he was there. Name drop. And, and I ordered, yeah, big name drop. Nugent's awesome. Big bowl of uh, minestrone vegetable soup. It was so good. I was starving. So I, I ordered it. My entree came and I said, hey, can I have another bowl of this soup as well? And so then they brought the soup out and everyone's like, oh, we didn't know one ordered that. I was like, yes, you did. Bring it right here, bud. And so people thought it was crazy that I'm ordering two bowls of the same soup. Hmm. I ate it and I ate my salmon or whatever and went about my way. I'm not going to jive you and I'm not going to apologize to you either. I love A.J. Hawk. I do too, but I mean, two bowls of soup? Have you ever done that? Well, he's a football man, so he's a bigger man than, than right. we yeah. are. You know, so so I can I, I'll let him off the hook for that. But where do you come down on chili, having soup and chili as your meal? I think that's fine. I think, you I would feel, do that. I feel like they're different substances. Yeah, eat whatever like, you want. Where, are you're cool with that too, fast? Yeah, so you would, which which order would you order them in? Oh, soup first. Soup first. Soup first. Yeah, because the chili sort of becomes the meal. You need to go from like what if it's a, a chowder, liquid though? to something which is a little bit more solid. Yeah, but what if it's a what if it's a nice New How about England a booyah chowder? Base? A chowder base is still is soup. Dinner. That bouillabaisse yeah. is dinner or a chia pina. Different. Really. It's the same thing. I know, but I, in that case, I would go chili. Base. Yeah, right. I would, but I would go chili and then bouillabaisse. Oh, I would soup because I feel like those two are the same. I think that soup and chili are different items, whereas bouillabaisse and chili, I feel like are you know essentially both thick. You don't well. What you don't want to do is, if you're gonna test this, if you can get away with ordering soup and chili, don't order bouillabaisse and chili because they're gonna be too right. close. A lot That's of tomato. Yeah. A lot of tomato base mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Now, do you get a salad before anything? 
You go salad, soup, and then chili? Who said anything about the salad, Fabiano? I'm just asking bringing in some complex thinking. No one wanted anything to do with this. I'm thinking deep on this subject here. Hey, where I eat, soup or salad. You yeah, can't they, get they both. don't give me well, an that, offer. That's the they answer. say soup or salad. That's sir. the answer. But Dave, you're a celebrity. You can do. You can order. I know. It. You can, you're the type of person that that's could true. be like, hey, exactly the same as as Walkenhawk says. Hey, you know, bring me. What are you eating now? Stop trying to change the name of the. Segment. What are you doing? Not Walkenhawk. <laughs> what, walk what are you eating some now? Some peanuts and raisins over that there. Some nuts. Yeah. Hey, let's do it now. <clears throat> In the middle of a show. With let's. Abri- I'm hungry. That's We're what happens when you have your own show. You can do what you want. I'm abbreviating it here, but nevertheless, I promised that we would play Dead or Alive. So let's get to it. Dance, Fabiano. Dance. I love the Bee Gees. That was Dick Banks, love the one-man house yeah. band, in fact. Sounded Not very much Sounds like a lot. I know. Barry Gibb there. Very cool. And let's get into it here. Dead or Alive. I'm going to make a statement to you. You tell me. And let me explain this one first, though. We saw it once again rear its head, and I want to know, or did it rear its head, and are there other factors at play here? On Sunday night, the Golden State Warriors, who most people, not Dave Damashek, but most people thought would win the NBA title going away against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I submit that maybe they got sposted. They got uh, the curse of sposta working against them. This is a theory I advanced a couple of years ago. It is, there's nothing worse than being the team, well, there are things worse, but you don't want to be the team that's supposed to do it, you know, and and heavily favored to do it. If you're supposed to do it, that adds a pressure to you. It takes the joy out of it, too. You only feel relief when you win, like, oh, thank goodness we avoided that. I think it was too much for the Warriors to bear. They were supposed to win, especially up 3-1. to Then they lose that game at home. Uh Uh-oh, now we're in trouble in Cleveland. We'll go out there. Oh, no, we didn't win that. Well, now we're back on our home court, Game 7, all the marbles. We're definitely supposed to win this one. Too much. Handsome Hank, is the curse of Sposta dead or alive, or is there some other factor at play here? Dave, I mean, of all the theories that, you know, since I've known you, of all the theories that you've, I think, posited is a word. Okay. Um, if it is, let's pretend it is. Uh, of all the theories that you, this is my favorite of yours. Is and, that right? Yeah, and I and I and I don't know why it would be dead. I I absolutely a hundred percent subscribe to it. I think it makes perfect sense, and I don't know why when we saw it happen again, as you just pointed out, why it could possibly be dead. It's very much alive, and it, it will continue to be it alive for exact. And you just made another excellent point. Mm, did I in your description of it because it takes the joy out of it. I think that's that's something I hadn't even considered before, but it's. You're exactly right. You know, teams that can go in and especially have the pressure off and play against a team that's supposed to and uh, and, and can play and just be like, wow, we're just lucky to be here. And wouldn't it be amazing to beat these guys because they're you know, supposed to be the, you know. See, I, I, might have to, advantage. I might have to use this for a column idea in fantasy football because the supposed to factor, like last year, Andrew Luck was supposed to be the right. best quarterback in fantasy football. C.G. Anderson was supposed to be one of the best running backs. Jeremy Hill was supposed to be uh, an RB1. You have to say Sposta. Sposta. I apologize. And it didn't happen. So this year, you've got a lot of those. Right. Uh, David Johnson is Sposta. Sposta. I want to make sure I'm saying it right. Be an it's elite not that hard. running it's not back. Sposta, fella. Sposta. Ezekiel Elliott situation, the same kind of thing. Oh, yeah. That could be. 
Could be interesting, Damashek. You've inspired me. Well, I'll tell you another one, too. If you're not a basketball fan, but you are beholden to pigskin purely the Super Bowl. The Carolina Panthers were supposed to roll the Denver Broncos. Supposed to. They they, they should have made quick work of them, right? right? They were and supposed that's, to. And that's why. Cam, and I think legitimately that that affects Cam Newton. That's right? why Cam was so frustrated at the end because he knew he was supposed to, and it was he was kind of embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk to. The, well, I guess we've uh, left the doctor on call hanging here for a second. Let's resolve Sorry. that right now. The curse is supposed in the world of sports, dead or alive. Oh, yeah, very much alive. More alive than ever in the 21st century. Seems like a weird, like me taking you right now to the doctor and saying, hey, can you check whether Damashek's dead or alive? You're right. Well, I didn't know. I wanted to bring it up. You just wanted wanted to talk about the the greatness of my theory and how it has once again proven accurate. I don't know. Maybe you would say, no, no, no. It had nothing to do with those outside things. It was that Steph Curry had a bum knee or they were upset about Draymond uh, getting suspended or the fouls were... Uh, you know, t- there are a lot of people out there throwing around fixed talk, including Steph. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, yeah, guys. Once again, it's time. Our surprise random game show. Fabs looks scared. I'm excited. Wait, that's your excited face? I'm excited. I like this less than I did a few weeks ago when I was undefeated. <laughs> yeah, but you're, now, now, you're now very much defeated. I've lost, uh, I lost to Hanzoos. Last week, I lost to bald Brian Bishop from the Adam Carolla mm-hmm. show on a movie-based one. It was Kevin Costner movies, and I failed to name The Untouchables. That was yeah, an that embarrassing was one. Mm. But he did, too, and he's more of a movie guy, so shame on him. And that's it. And I've won what? all the other games. So <laughs> I don't like doing I mean, I like it better when I'm undefeated at these things. So We're, We could start over today. Start, all right. Zero and zero. Thank you, Bartlett, for not correcting me. <laughs> Handsome Hank is staring at me right now. I, right. I think he's fascinated Handsome how one. you talk Handsome and chew. Handsome one, as usual, with some what did, wait, 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 some wait. gamesmanship. That's all. As usual. As usual. When have I ever? Same thing as Game of Thrones. The Game of Thrones uh, fantasy game. You you know you got to you, you you're crooked. We'll, we'll we'll get to that in a bit here, but before we do that, you're crooked. Hank. Today's surprise show put together by the two-syllabled Kent Brown. Hey, let me say this. Shout out and thanks to uh, everybody behind the glass. I see everybody wearing uh, ugly pink pink t-shirts. The reason for those pink t-shirts it is if you go to backpagepress.com, if you buy one of those it raises uh money for uh for my peeps uh Mitchell and Natalie who uh who can use it. So go buy one of those t-shirts. Very nice. backpagepress.com. You also find a much more handsome T-shirt, the Czech Republic T-shirt, mm. which you can also Ooh. get for a limited time. That the money will go to uh, to the aforementioned Mitchell and Natalie. But anyway, hit it. Appreciate you guys uh, wearing those T-shirts. But uh, let's get to business here, Bartlett. All right, business. So you know, tonight NBA draft, Thursday night NBA draft here coming at you on Thursday. Yes. Okay. So we we kind of put together a list here since so dating back to the last five NFL drafts. So that's back to 2012. Okay. There have been 22. He's on his computer. You're not allowed to look up <laughs> answers, You're not allowed to look Fabiano. up answers, Fabs. I'm checking out my Twitter. No, you, I just saw you type in Close NFL it. draft. You're tall enough right. that you, you can reach You've got to confiscate that. Shame on you. I've That's never it. done this before. I don't know the rules. It's, what? I'll tell you well, what. You're not supposed to look at your... The rules of any show is Google's not involved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... Sorry. Oh, it's a trivia game. All right, let me let me. Get I, I, I had no let idea. Me get the I had no idea. Babs was in it for the win. That's yeah. outrageous. I'm in it to win it. 
That's outrageous. All right, go Let's ahead. Let's go. All right, so since 2012, going, dating over the last five NFL drafts, there have been yes. 22 receivers selected in the first round. How many of them can you name? Since 2012, you say? Since 2012. All right. Look here. This is very difficult already. I'm already having a tough time with it. We've just begun, and I'm already having a hard time. I have two so far. Only two. Since 2012. Since 2012. Since 2012. Last Don't five. look at mine, Dave. I think look at yours. I, like, well, I look care. at mine, Like, I Dave. care what you think. Dave. Cheat. Defeat you. Why don't we? Why don't we let Nothing. Fabs and his computer go first? Yeah. What are we Listen, waiting? This is. Yeah. All I can't, of a sudden, we're compiling our. I lists. can't. I can't write fast enough. Fabiano, go ahead. The name your guy, man. Uh, Julio Jones. Damn it. Ah, <laughs> that was too. Oh, he was 2011. Uh, <laughs> you the computer lied. Enough. Fabs went to Wikipedia, obviously. All right, Hans. The computer Showdown. is closed. Why do I go with Sammy Watkins? I had him listed, too. That's a good one. All right. I'm going to go That's with those. Good one. Beckham. Good one, Dave. How did you come up with that? Devontae Parker. I got him down, too. Darn. I'm going to go with uh, New Hopkins. Brashad Perriman. Ah, that was a good one. We talked about him and everything. I should have had that one ready to go, but I didn't. And we can't live life in the rear view. Don't, just don't, don't talk. Do. Des Bryant. Uh, yes! <laughs> How did I cheat? As soon time. as I said it, I realized that's even not earlier up. than Julio. You're yeah. right. I know. That was a terrible what game. Are you now thinking? Hank needs one to clinch. Uh, no, he doesn't because he went Did second. It's fine. I'll give you Sterling Shepard anyway. Play the music. Good job, Hank. That was a woeful effort. That was awful. I mean, we could have been going for another 20 minutes. Josh Dotson. Yep. All of the ones from this year. Right. Laquan Treadwell. Will Fuller. Anybody else? We got. Read them all. <laughs> there are a lot of them. Yeah, 22. All right, we got Nelson Aguilar, Tavon Austin, Kelvin Tavon Benjamin. Austin. Was T.Y. Hilton on there? Nope. nope. Second. Second round. Okay. Well, no, fourth round, I think. Justin T.Y. was that late? Corey Coleman. Wow. Brandon Cooks, Amari Cooper, Philip Dorsett, Mike Evans. Amari Cooper. Damn. Michael Floyd, Will Fuller. A.J. Jenkins, Cordell Patterson. A.J. Jenkins. There's Kevin some bums on that list. That's funny that there's some real bums. That <laughs> yeah. We already know that they're abject failures. Yeah. It's yeah. only going back to 2012. Boy, that was, well, uh, that that was, was really bad. poorly done by yep. you and me, Fabiana. Yep. We yep. hang our heads. I, you know what? I Curse think is supposed to, Dave. Curse I think, is supposed to. I think You're I, supposed to yourself. But you Minutes know what, after though? talking about it. No one outside uh, this locker room believes in me, and I have to get back into that mentality right. instead of the sposta. I think I flew a little too close to the sun like Icarus because <laughs> I started to feel it with my victories in trivia games. I, you know, I was undefeated at one point at this. I went on the Around the NFL podcast. I played for the toaster formerly known as Chris Wessling's toaster. It now belongs to me for Didn't for you throw of- it in the trash? I'm still thinking about what yeah. to do with it. I might uh, throw it, uh, throw it away. Maybe I'll give it to Evan Seinfeld. I don't know what, but um, <laughs> the um, either way, I, I I think I've regressed to my mean is the yeah. bottom line. I'm, I'm, I was never cut out. I don't like the pressure of these trivia games. I, I I can't think straight, and I think we've seen that now over the last couple of weeks. Doesn't make me happy, but mm. know who you are. You wouldn't I'm fare well in Jeopardy. Kind of, 
Yeah, no. And I get a lot of tweets from people, too, regarding this game saying, oh, I would beat you and I could beat Wessling or Handsome or whoever. Yeah, I don't know. When you, you get the white hot light on you, it's lights, hard. Come on. Yeah, it, it, it just is a different thing. Yep. It is a little bit tougher. All right, real quick, let me show you this. And oh, and if you don't have Google. <laughs> I didn't use it. Well, what clearly, well, clearly you didn't lost. use it. You got. You didn't get. You tried to use it. Saying. You can't. You can't. Then I after the fact, be like, I didn't use it. Yeah, you tried, tried to. to. Luckily, someone needed to explain you, the rules to me. But then you denied it. You said, "I'm not looking it up." I watched you type in. I didn't no, break I, into your. I house. typed in 2016 NFL, NFL draft. draft. Right, so that would have got you six answers. The policeman oh, arrests the guy yeah. breaking through the window, and then the guys, uh, yeah. the I guys on the stand, like, I didn't go into the house and uh, and steal right. valuable jewels. Yeah, but you wanted to. <laughs> Smash the window. All right, let's get to this. Emma VP, once again, tremendous work. We're in a nice uh, rhythm here with this. Uh, this We've been doing these for Total Access and for YouTube and for you, the DDFP. So wait, this viewer. is going on Total Access? Yes, Uh-oh. this will be on there. This is an evaluation. So because Evan Seinfeld is lost. He's going to be upset. He's already lost. Yeah. Mm. Well, the wheels were already in motion. I'm, right. I'm, sure, by fr- I'm sure by next week, yeah. Roger will have weighed in and said, you know, the valuable no more of that, tattooed Don't porno we demo, you, demo is one we can't afford to lose. All right, let's get to it. Today, I evaluate the 85 Bears defense, an all-time great, but do we need 31 years later to keep invoking that? It's like, well, that defense currently is no 85 Bears. Maybe we need an update, and maybe we'll get one after you see this. Damashek here. The 85 Bears, and specifically Buddy Ryan's 46 defense, remain the stuff of legend, and deservedly so. But with all due respect, Aaron Rodgers would have torched him, and so would today's other high-end QB. Sure, there's some reckless speculation in that statement. And listen, I'm old enough to have witnessed the phenomenon that the 46 defense was, an eight-man front that negated any chance of a run game, but also rushed the passer like nobody's business. Basically, it was a jailbreak on every down. Here's what it looked like from a quarterback's POV. But allow me to make my case. Point one, the 85 Bears faced exactly one team that won as many as 12 games that season. That team was the Miami Dolphins, and the Dolphins beat the Bears. In fact, the Bears are tied among Super Bowl champs for having faced the fewest 12-win teams since the schedule went to 16 games in 1978. Now, of course, that's not a direct indictment of the defense, but it ain't a compliment either. Point two, the 46 defense did directly benefit from getting to face a pretty crummy gaggle of QBs that season. Mike Pagel, David Archer, forget Aaron Rodgers. Those two guys don't add up to even one Andy Dalton. Fine, the Bears beat Joe Montana and the second-place Niners, who didn't have a vintage season as they transitioned into the Jerry Rice era. And anyway, one game against Montana is more than offset by two each against Eric Kippel and Jim Zorn. Each of those wins really should only have counted for half. Look at January, though. This is where it really gets bad, or good if you were a Bears fan. They got a yet-to-be-good Phil Simms, CFL star Dieter Brock, and the Steve Grogan champagne Tonys and platter in the Super Bowl. Imagine if that had been Tom Brady instead. No, not a nine-year-old Brady. I mean, modern day. Forget it. But it does bring me to point three. Had Marino not gotten to Tupud in the muck and mire of the AFC title game, he would have repeated what he already did to the 46 defense in early December of 85. Namely, he would have whipped them, especially in the climate-controlled fast track of the Superdome. Marino could have and would have beaten the 46 repeatedly thanks to his quick release, big arm, and the willingness to hang in the pocket. You know who else those attributes describe? Aaron Rodgers. But Rodgers has one quality over Marino, 
Rodgers can also run away from the pressure. And while Marino's receivers, Mark Layton and Mark Duper, were very good, Jordy Nelson is more physical and therefore better suited to beat the bump and run coverage of the Bears' so-so secondary. Bottom line, we know the 46 defense wouldn't work today against high-end QBs because it didn't work against the one high-end QB they faced in their glorious 85 season. And yes, in spite of everything I just said, it was indeed a glorious season. I love all things about Chicago, save one, their hot dog. Who puts a tomato wedge on a wiener? What can I say? You've done it again, Dave. Banner work. Well, I'd say Emma did it again. Well, she did it. And also, Kristen uh, assisted with the pulling of uh, of all those great Chicago Bears clips you just saw there. That is fun to see those. Mm. Those, those some, uh, some really high end, especially in the front seven there in the Chicago yep. Bears. But I do stand by what I say. Marino would have torched them in that yep. Super Bowl. That change, the, the trajectory of the Chicago Bears of the 80s would look quite different had Dan Marino uh, been there in New Orleans awaiting them. I think he would have torched. Them. I remember uh, the Cowboys losing forty-four to nothing in Dallas against that defense. That was their breakout. Oh man, that was painful to watch as a Cowboys fan. Then they but, rolled through. The, they rolled through the playoffs without without any team scoring a point on them until they got to the Super Bowl. That's true, but they also played, as I mentioned, Dieter Brock in the yep. in the NFC title game, mm-hmm. and a it was so cold against the Giants that Sean Landetta, their young punter at the time, literally completely whiffed on a punt. <laughs> the only score of the first half in that uh, divisional round game, Sean Landetta with his uh, heels at his own goal line. It was so windy and blustery and cold in Chicago that day that he literally tried to make the punt, didn't touch it, didn't even touch it. The ball, He just whiffed the punt, and I forget who picked it up. And Maybe it was Sean Gale is going to be my guess. Sean yeah. Gale picked Sean it up Gale. and ran it in. Is that uh, right? I think it is, and it's the shortest punt return in NFL history. Ah, that counts as a punt return? Shortest punt return for a touchdown in the NFL. That's a nice bit of trivia, but yeah. how about Damashek nailing it again? I'm back, baby! Wait, 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 I just nailed it even more. Not really, I just summoned the name. I'm back, baby. Who wants to play another? Hit it. Well, I want another game show. No? All right, we'll do that next time. All right, we Shortest don't have time for punt that. Returns in the other game we have to talk about, it's the most important game of all this week. This is true. Game of Thrones. Oh. Finale. How good was it last Let's week? Let's get our update of our fantasy league here next season. Hear me now. Believe me later. We are going to blow this thing out. By the way, how did I not get an invite for this? Well, we did it uh, really kind of quickly. Yeah, it was, it was very Drew, much last Mike minute. Taylor, the right. producers behind I'm the in. Class. I'm in next season. Next year, though, we got to get Jeff Schwartz of the Lions, Kyle Long of the Bears. Um, I forget who else. Jay oh, Cutler of the Kevin Bears. Hogan of the Chiefs, who we talked with. In fact, go back and look at our uh, weekly preview from last week, Kevin Hogan of the Chiefs and I kibitz about what was a great episode, especially for Dave Damashek. 38 points for really Damashek still, right back I mean, in this thing. Yeah, you're excited about second place. Dave Damastark uh, jumps up the leaderboard. I was uh, near the bottom until this week, but as I predicted, Jon Snow made his hay at the expense of Lord Bolton and company. How I I don't understand how Handsome Hank tra- only lost to me by six points this past week. Someone want to explain the scoring well, here? Yeah, okay. Jon so. Snow killed half of the Bolton army himself. Well, I added and, up and I John only get Snow. six more points. John Snow handsome. had twenty-three he's been, he's kills at the, at the tape. John right. Snow had twenty-three kills that we saw, so that's forty-six points. Okay. Dario had one kill, but you lost Small John Umber. He perished, so that was minus ten. As for Hank, Daenerys, 
15 kills with her dragons. They lit up an entire ship, whoa, so that's whoa, whoa, 30 whoa, whoa. points. Where did you come up with 15 points? I counted 15 people, the people to you, Some of them jumped off boats. Oh, you saw actually yeah, 15 I counted people? 15. Okay, yes. fair's fair. All right, yes, I, 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 I thought you were estimating how many people were on one of those <laughs> ships, which is which would be absurd. No, no, don't worry. We're playing by the rules here. I'll tell no you, though, rules. based on that, though, when you get the dragons – with Khaleesi, I mean, she's the number one overall. I mean, it's a she whole was. can of worms. Why he Gotta gets be. those points? Why don't you? Why, so does Wait somebody get a second? What about Sansa's dogs? Now look at the beginning. What we said was, can I have all the dragons? And you and Murray tonight looked up from your bits of paper, dead eyed, and you're like, oh yeah, okay. And then afterwards, you complained a little bit. But she was riding the dragon. It wasn't normally if the dragon right. could have been off flying okay. somewhere. We didn't even count those. But she was riding the dragon. She was driving the car. You make a compelling case. Thank I think you. it comes down to – so is that pretty much it, that it comes down to me and Handsome for the finale? It looks like I it. lost two people as well this week. I still – you know, I lost Ramsey. Yeah, you have to redraft Daily right now. Departed. So here's who lost people. Yeah, then he lost his points for Ramsey, I, I lost though, right? points, but, I, yes. but I, was, I was so far ahead. That and was he also sp- lost – he lost for Rickon, too. Rickon also. Uh, I canceled Rickon. myself out. Ramsey, Ramsey – um, Great pick there, Rickon. <laughs> I, I doesn't even know what the serpentine. Right, he's an idiot. Never I saw re- the movie I reckon, The yeah. In-Laws. You have to serpentine when right. somebody's shooting at you. Yeah, but I, Hank got a bonus point because his character, Ramsey, killed 1-1, and that was a drafted character by MJD. MJD got back to me. He's taking Miss Sandy in Tier 3, so she's off the board in Tier 3. For not, you I mean, guys. But why should Ramsey get the kill for 1-1? One, one? I mean, 1-1 one, one had 20 well, arrows in him. He was the one that did the, the He had 20 arrows in him. Pierced his we... eye. Pierced his eye and killed him. Pierced it was Ramsey. He I was mean, dying before. I don't know. What he was it, dying before that well, one. He, I mean, like, that doesn't matter. That's how he That's how he perished. With... Kent Brown behind the glass. Just be honest with me. I won't be angry with you unless you lie to me. That's sure. the does handsome Hank pay for your lunch every day or something? Why do you? Why is everything everything that's gray go in his favor? What do you mean? It's not gray. There's no gray area. We didn't see that. Who shot that yes, arrow? Yes, we did. We saw the yes, arrow. Yes, we saw. Wait, did you even? Ramsey did shoot the arrow that hit him in the eye, but yeah. he had like 20, 20 arrows in him already. He was done. He was Check on his much, way out. much like on our Game matter. of Thrones. There might have been a handshake deal, but it wasn't caught on camera, so we can't right. confirm it. They're gonna have fish and chips after this show is over. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know what the. Babs, calm down. We don't need. I don't help care you. because <laughs> Dario. We see him in the preview. We see him riding with his uh, barbaric cutlass alongside of all the Dothraki there. So mm-hmm. that you know he's right. gonna. Well, who we draw? I want to draw. Okay, so tier one. Sheck and Hank each have to pick one more because Small John Umber perished, and then also Rickon perished. Here's your remaining people: Mace Tyrell, Sir Pounce the Cat, and Nymeria the Wolf. So we'll lead it off with you, Sheck. Who are you going to pick out of those three to replace Small John Umber? Who was the first one? Mace Tyrell. Mace Tyrell. I don't know who. Who's he? Mace Tyrell's the the bald the guy lady? that's been involved with. Uh, He's got the white the Tyrell family. All right, I'll go with him. And then what about you, Hank? It's either Nymeria or Wolf. Who cares? I, I mean, like this, it, it, the, neither, none of those three are going to get any points. It doesn't matter. I, you know what? I don't know about that. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? I don't want anybody because it can only hurt me. That Mace Tyrell get might is more likely to get killed. I well, don't want cat, any of those people. The cat's not going to get killed. I'll the hounds the are all getting killed, so I don't want any of them I'll take either. The cat. But here's the big one. Hank also now has a tier four that's available. You lost Ramsey Bolton. Here's who you can choose from: Brienne of Tarth. Marjorie Tyrell, Samuel Tarley, or Braun. One of those four. So, Brienne of Tarth. I don't like this one. Sam, Sam's not killing anybody. Sam's Go ahead. Not you, killing got anyone. The, you got the Hall of Fame. Wow. Right I, well, that's what I was about to do. Hank. Why would I not? So, wait. I've got. How is Brienne, Brienne of Tarth not on a roster? Marjorie, 
by the way, who you know, she might. Uh, who knows? Marjorie, by the way. Oh, she. I know. I know. People fancy Daenerys. She's nude and on fire, literally, some of the time. But Marjorie Tyrell, Dave's number one. You like that? Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. my top pick as well. Wait, Tali and who else? Tarly and then Braun. Braun. I don't understand how Brienne is not yeah, I mean, on a uh, roster. What do you think, Fabs? Fabiano, by yeah. the way. Start or sit? Start. I'll take Brienne of Toth. I don't understand how she's not on a roster. She is now. She is but now. How does she she's on my roster, How does babe. she make it this far without being on a roster? Well, what I, she what wasn't I, drafted, and then we had to wait for people to die in the same oh, category. Oh, okay, you know, okay. In that, in that, in that category. So. All right, fine. So it's, it really does come down to me and Handsome here. Can we yeah, see I mean, scoring? I think it's over already. The updated scoring. You we'll see the that. scores, Fabiano. And by the way, don't miss Fabiano. You can see it on Facebook, on Twitter, um, and beyond. Make sure you track down his uh, weekly. This is a dynasty league sits well, and starts. Right? It's not a dynasty. No, it's not. No, we have to start fresh. <laughs> Stop. We've got to add some more NFL guys right. in the off season here. Who's going to win this? I handsome is up twelve on me. Mm-hmm. And, Next and closest has, and has a woman about to fly on a dragon and destroy a bunch of people. Sorry, producer, producer Sully and Meister Rydell, the worst Meister in all the Seven Kingdoms, are are trailing. I mean, they might get the bronze medal, and that's about it. No dignity for them, though. I have still not watched points. a single show. Is that right? I'm not surprised. Ike has though. never watched I'm it. I'm not surprised. I don't even know how he got any points. I do like his new name, Bree Ike of Tarth. <laughs> <laughs> Our team's going to score this week, by the way. Black tie myself and Ryan, because we have Cersei, the Mountain, King Tom, and none of our characters were on last week, but I think we're going to have a strong closing. Dude, week. Cersei. We'll see. Why I'm, would you pick I, King I'm Tom? You, you might as well take the cat. He's converted. <laughs> He's converted now. So, all right, go ahead. Who's going to win this thing, Fabio? Ooh, I mean, eight-point lead. Can you bring up the rosters again? No, it's 12 points. Uh, all right, 12-point lead. lead. Can I see the rosters again? Because, I mean, Jon Snow, I, I mean, he's he's a stud, but he's got he's got Daenerys and three dragons. Right, and he's not battling That's now. That's tough, What man? happened to Game of Thrones? Tormund Giants Bane is always isn't a— Isn't he now the king or what? Not king, but isn't he now no, like No, I would the, say he got demoted. Isn't he now in charge of Winterfell? Nope. Sansa is. Wait a second. That's he's, questionable. He's a bastard. That's questionable. So no Sansa, Sansa is. Sansa. Sansa. I don't know. I but well, either way. So um, what do we think here, Fabs? It, it's close. I I would say it's going to be very close at the end of this. But I'm going to go with handsome Hank. I like that you have Snow and the Hound, though. I, I do, but Tormund Giantsbane yeah. is always a good bet to to make a few kills. And don't forget, yeah, that's right. I forgot I have the Hound. He's going to show up again this episode. At he's some probably point, gonna kill, he's probably even going to kill the Mountain, and so I'll get points. Maybe not in the finale. Here's one. I don't know. Here, here's here's my, the deal: Game of Thrones always the penultimate episode is the one where there's a lot of battling and killing, and, right. and then they set up some cliffhangers for you in episode ten. Always a little bit disappointing compared to the to the previous Correct. one. And so I don't think you're going. I don't think Jon Snow's going to battle again. He's got to recover. He's he's take he's covered in blood. He's going to take a break. He needs a bath. This is my prediction. Yeah, that's what he does need. That. But yeah. it, here's my prediction. Like you say, usually the penultimate episode is the one that has some great, you know, earth shattering twist. Piece, but it's usually super dark. Red wedding. Red viper yep. getting his eyes poked out. Whatever. Mm-hmm. This time. It was, and if I'm not mistaken, also it was the one where the you White Walker held his arms up. Mm-hmm. That might have been the yep. penultimate episode. You didn't here. find Ramsey Bolton getting eaten by dogs to be particularly dark. I thought it was dark, but it was something that made the audience happy. It was great. So, of course, it yes. It was great. 
The all, but it was all sunshine. If you no, I like, agree with you. I, I think all I think sunshine. A man being eaten by his own because dog. because, what I because mean. the fan favorites the fan favorites did well, and the most hated uh, villain maybe in the history of television was turned and into the a dog bone. Must now swing back, and if in seasons past darkness precedes a little bit of optimism, then based on that history. A little bit of, I mean, a, a, a significant amount of darkness or, or a happiness, good result for people who like, I mean, you know, they're all flawed people, but these are the, the Starks are better than, yep, than the sure. Boltons. Yep. And so we just saw something good happen. That means bad. Yeah. Result. Cersei's going to be something bad. It's going to happen, man. Something bad's going to happen. Remember uh, when her little minion there said, that he had his little birds uh, looking for something to find out if the rumor was true. And uh, I wonder what they found. I've got a prediction for that, which is in my preview. I have a feeling Cersei's going to do something that's going to be big. Because she, she's psychotic and she's ticked well, off. And you know what? That What also gives credence to that one is they like to set things up. Jamie's comments about how he will, you know, how he will protect the ones that he loves and, and that she's the one he loves. I wouldn't be surprised if Cersei goes bye-bye. And then Jamie's pissed for the whole of the next. Or, next or, or could it be that Jamie, you know, why did he go uh, to House Frey instead of going back to the, the woman that he loves? Maybe something's going to happen there. Maybe, maybe you know, the Lannisters got Outside something up their nada. sleeves. Walter is my, Frey always is, eating is my one wine other, with it dripping out of his Right, head. and he's my always one other prediction his, his for daughters and... That on the on the on the push. lovers, yeah. Right. Um, my one other prediction for this week, and Fabs, I apologize, I haven't what yet watched your preview. Maybe it's mm-hmm. in there, but I believe two of my people, and one of the reasons I drafted Brienne, there will be um, uh, having a little bit of um, fun together. Brienne, really? Bree and uh, wow. Tormund. I believe this is this this, this uh, last episode. Double maybe, points. For maybe this is time. that right? Yep. Wow. Vigorous lovemaking session between two of your characters <laughs> equals a lot of points and for that's, handsome. That's what will get All me right. over the line. We'll look forward to that. That's going to be a great one on Sunday night. Thanks to Fabiano. And by the way, I mentioned again, track down his Game of Thrones preview on Twitter, Facebook, social media, all over the place. And more importantly for his uh, his nominal job, the NFL fantasy kit is now out there. NFL yep, the draft kit's out there. Everybody weighing in on that. Our pals Gelhar, Grant, Rank, and uh, so who else? Oh, we got Harman, franchise. Franchise, yeah. So you've heard all They're the all out there. here on this show. And uh, now you've heard Michael Fabiano's great stuff from him. Good stuff, handsome Hank. A curse, a pox on, your, uh, on you for all your cheating ways. I don't know how you convince Kent Brown. My name's on the show, you understand. Not handsome Hanks. Why are you signing him, Ken? Not no. yet, Dave. <laughs> Thanks to AJ. And you know, by the way, a recurring theme. You can play that music all you want. Doesn't mean I'm done talking. But in this case, I am done talking. We'll see you on the other side of the weekend enjoying Game of Thrones. Thanks, everybody behind the glass. And you. Thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 